Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. My name is Isfandi Arberahini here with my co-host Bradshaw Furlong. It uh, is a new week in the NBA. We're starting to move towards December slowly but surely. And I remember a couple of podcasts ago, Bradshaw, you were mentioning how December is kind of the indicator for how good teams are. Um, We're not there yet. We still have a couple of weeks to go to determine, like, okay, who's legitimately, you know, a, a good NBA team who right. can fight for a playoff spot, who can't, mm-hmm. who's going to be tanking by January, uh, <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. I mean, hey, they're in a playoff spot right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Um, and, you know, Devontae Graham, by the way, on the Hornets it has been amazing. Everyone on the Hornets has been amazing. Yeah. The fact they're 6 and 7 means everyone's just playing out of their mind. Even if someone's playing poorly, they're playing they're well. They're playing well, yeah. You're right. And and uh, another guy on there, PJ Washington. Yeah. I have him on fantasy, cleaning it up. <laughs> just cleaning it up. Just you know, you know that that James Harden with the yeah, soup, yeah, yeah. the the noodle just yeah. eat. That's eating. what it feels He's like. Eating? Yeah, man. Um another team that's eating though and uh, eating pretty pretty good. Pretty yeah. damn good, I'd say so myself. Uh, they are at the top of the NBA, not wow. just the Western Conference, the top of the NBA. Uh, if you check your score app, if you check your ESPN app, you'll notice that the Los Angeles Lakers have the number one seed in the Western Conference and the number one overall record. Um, two losses. I'd just like to say this Go is ahead. gross. Yeah. This is gross. Yeah, you, you, do you feel I, disgusted? I don't like this. Do you feel disgusted? Yeah. Okay. I don't, well, I don't, I don't like, as as a guy who like hates the Lakers and Celtics at the top, right? Ugh. Actually, this is a good question for you. As a guy who hates the Lakers, right? Uh-huh. I don't think you mind the Celtics, but I think with your Bucks fandom, you've uh-huh. you've grown to hate the Celtics a little, a little bit, bit yeah. right? How disgusting is it to see these two teams at the top? Well, for well, I knew I knew the Lakers would be good. Like I I, right. I kind of expect them to be good. And they've and they've lived up to it for the most part. Oh yeah, the Celtics I've been surprised by. They have had a pretty easy schedule to this point. That's kind of mm-hmm. helped through their ten game their ten game win streak. They beat the Bucks in that time though, so that's pretty good. True. So good for them on doing that. Um, yeah, no, I don't like it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> both fan. It's because most both fan bases are just obnoxious. Yes, I agree. So yeah. like you see them like and they start like making they just think they're like top of the thing they're like the best team in the nba and i mean the lakers right now are the best team in the nba and last and yesterday before the games played the celtics were the best team in the nba by record not right. by yeah, else. yeah um yeah. i don't believe the celtics are the best team in the nba i don't think they'll hold up this throw the entire season i don't no. think you do either i don't think marcus smart can be center for 82 games <laughs> <laughs> i don't think this team is as good as they've played to this point yeah but uh, it's, i don't like it so on the Lakers side of things, their only two losses come against the Los Angeles Clippers and against the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. Um, I mean, Raptors fandom aside, it's kind of cool to see that those are the only two teams that have toppled this team. Um, they have had a fairly easy schedule. Like they haven't had the craziest teams they come beat into their arena. Charlotte, Chicago, Memphis. Atlanta last night. They destroyed them. Sacramento as well. Like. They had to pull one out against Sacramento. Golden State, who is a pretty bad team. But they've also... <laughs> Who's a pretty bad team. <laughs> but they've also beat some pretty decent teams in Miami, in Utah, and in and um, 
I'm blanking on one here, but the Spurs and, and the Mavericks, like they're they're decent teams. They're decent enough to you you have to kind of get up for them in the morning. Why? They've had one back to back all year. Yeah, and they have only had one back to back. Phoenix and Golden State. So um, on that like difficulty of schedule thing you sent me earlier, right? They were up there in terms of difficulty. Like they don't have the hardest of schedules, but no. they don't have the easiest of schedules right. either. Bucks have an create like a crazy hard they've schedule. Had, they've had a very hard schedule. And they've somehow kept uh, kept things afloat too. So I I mean the thing with the Lakers right now, I, my area of just like wow factor for them is how they've been able to incorporate JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard without really hurting Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um they've they've slotted them in as traditional centers and somehow it still works, especially because you know AD wants to play power forward. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to play center very much, if and if at all. I so I, I'm, I think he would try to avoid that as much as he can. Right. I, and I don't know the exact numbers, but if we were to probably look up how many center minutes um, you have for AD, it's probably not a lot. You most likely, I, I I would doubt maybe even more than ten minutes a game, and that's mm-hmm. because you have Dwight playing so well and you have Javale playing so well. Yeah. So well, um, do you think that big man rotation or just in general playing big like that for the Lakers is sustainable? Personally, I think it will drop off at some point. It won't be as good. Teams will start figuring out how to stop it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, man, it it seems like they figure out something that the NBA hasn't. Yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe it'll slow down a little bit just because you have three, including uh, AD this year so far anyway, three bigs that can't really shoot the ball. Right. Like yeah, AD, AD has struggled a bit. Shooting yeah. twenty-seven or so percent from three, yeah. that's not good. Like Giannis is shooting better than him from three right now, yeah. and the whole knock on Giannis was that Giannis that he can't, can't shoot. shoot. Yeah. So, I, th- I think it's going to be a little. Un- it's going to be it's going to be hard for them to keep this going without having one of those guys, namely AD. Mm-hmm. Uh, become a, a better shooter from the outside because you can't really have two non-shooters on the floor at one time and then if you play rondo at the same time that's three non-shooters on the floor and then you're just starting to limit yourself offensively right i i think it's a lot of what's what's impressed me the most is i guess just lebron I, I, lebron has just carried this team right now like obviously ad is putting in work as well but the way lebron has played so far this year and i mean i i no i'm not going to say i doubted him before the season but you just didn't I, think I, I, knew, guy... I, knew, I knew he'd play well and i knew he'd still like continue to amaze us in his right. 17th season i know he loves to say you're 17 watch right. king all that <laughs> oh sometimes he gets I, I love lebron but he gets a little his social media is getting a little obnoxious now it, it is it is i like, mean do I'm you blame just, him tired. though do you blame him though year 17 like oh no no he I, is 17 years into his career and people still doubt oh, his no, greatness i agree I, I, I agree that like you should like be hyping yourself up and all this but right. like at some point you got to realize all right people aren't you're LeBron James. Just yeah. People also there are also a lot of people that believe in you too. Yeah, that's true. And I think I, I, he knows that, but also I think he takes the the negative comments a little too seriously. I'm uh I'm gonna read some stat lines to you from this season for okay. LeBron, right? Okay. Um, last night against Atlanta, 33, seven and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, la- the night before that, or two nights before that, against Sacramento, 29, four and 11. Um, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 games. Yeah. 10 games with double digit assist numbers. Wow. Um, I'm not sure if he leads the league in assists. I will check that in a second. But do you he think. He's the leader in assists per game. He's right the now. leader in assists per game. 11.2. There you go. Do you think he can finish off as the leading assist per guy? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think. I don't see why not. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. And this is a wild statement to make. I mm-hmm. think he could beat that assist. Like the. 
I think it's 30 Scott Skiles had I, is, I the, is the record. I can't. I think he can do it. I, I, in a I, game, I if he just think... focuses on passing the ball one game. I think if he, if he just focuses on passing the ball, but I don't think he can do that with this team. I think they need him to win. Like, unless it's like maybe one game in the middle of January. That's what I'm thinking. And they're though. playing the Warriors. Which yeah, is weird it's to say, it's a but... random it's a random game like that that it'll happen on. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I feel like he's not really focused on that. He's focused on just really trying to just get the win at this point. Yeah. So he's, I, I, it would be really cool to see. I, I've tried to do that in my, with my, my players. Game sometimes. 30? So, yeah, is trying, it 30, by the way? It's 30, yeah. yeah. Scott Skiles with 30. With the magic, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I could definitely see him getting it, but I don't think he, I don't I don't think he will. I don't think that's something he's like focused on or anything. Uh. And also, I could definitely see him finishing the year leading the league in assists. Yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah. MVP voters mm-hmm. love storylines. Oh yeah, they love it. Absolutely love that's it. Why, and that's why people think Giannis won last year. I think, even though he was the best player. In the Giannis. NBA. Giannis was not only was it a great storyline, but it was also like just great dominance. Yeah. Like you can't knock like i hate when people separate the two and say oh because of the storyline you shouldn't give it be- mm-hmm. you know what i mean they kind of go hand both. in hand yeah. um harden the same year that westbrook should have won people mm-hmm. think that with the triple double harden had the greatest storyline yeah exactly um i think this year as much as Giannis has been just as impressive i think the storyline goes towards lebron so far yeah because of the whole year 17 thing yeah. he's doing this at 34 35 mm-hmm. i think and, and how are you gonna deny that of someone? Yeah, right? exactly. He'd be the oldest MVP. Uh, I think the second oldest. Be. He might be something like that. Something he, along that line. It would be his third line. MVP, then, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Wow. So, I mean, there's only a couple, but there's only a handful. I think I was. I saw this on. Yeah, there's only uh, a handful with three. And I think I saw this on MLB's Instagram where there's only a handful of people in the like in any sport that have won three MVPs. I know Larry Bird has LeBron won three. is not quite there yet. No. Larry Bird has won three. Michael Jordan has won three in the NBA. Um, obviously, you said Braun had thing. Braun two. has two, yeah. Steve Nash had two. Stephen Curry has two. It's tough. Yeah, that third one is actually a hurdle for a lot of people. Yeah, so I, I mean, I... I, it'd be cool to see him win another one because as a big LeBron fan and just this like I the the thing that's baffling to me because you know I I lit- I've watched every single Lakers mm-hmm. game this year yeah um which I actually can't say about the Raptors I've missed two Raptors games but it it just seems to me like he is in another level right now I really hope his season doesn't like knock on wood get derailed by some kind of nagging injury because the way that he's playing right now is just off the charts for a guy who is in his 17th yeah. year in the league. That being said, I think um, the Lakers' performance will end up dropping somehow. Like They're obviously going to have ups and downs in the season, and I'm interested to see how the team just reacts to that in general mm-hmm. because right now everything is going well for them. Dwight Howard is playing well. JaVale McGee is playing well. You have KCP. Although he was garbage throughout the season, the past <laughs> two games he's contributed. <laughs> Um, Danny Green is is playing well for them. You have Avery Bradley, who's missing a, a couple weeks now, but he was playing well until he got hurt. So it seems like they're working on all cylinders. It's just that you wonder how it's going to look when the going goes yeah. bad, especially in Laker Town, where when it goes bad, the media jumps on it. Even right? when like the te- sorry, uh, when the team's good, yeah. They still jump on Casey. Oh yeah, I was about to ask you: Is he is he like Lakers fans' like least favorite player? Yeah, yeah. So, so did you see the did you see the burner account people thought of? No. So there's this 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 burner account that's like at tan one nine five blah 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 right. And all he has, all the tweets he has are responses to KCP hate. Like, nah, bro, KCP does this. Nah, you crazy, bro. KCP <laughs> does it, bro. KCP has nothing but love for the city. You should have shown him respect. So people actually went and searched up KCP's middle name, uh-huh. and it's Tanner. 
Wow. So it might actually be a That's KCP so burner account. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I, yeah. li- I, I like KCP, too. Yeah, I mean, man. other than the fact that, man, it, like, like how much did the he dude played better paid? basketball with an ankle monitor on than he did with, <laughs> with that one. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I have a lot of, uh, like, it's just with KCP, you have the issue that um, he was really good as a rookie mm-hmm. and a sophomore in Detroit. Like, right. you thought, okay, maybe yeah. he's a decent player. He can be a good role player to be on teams. Yeah. And that's what the Lakers hoped. It just hasn't turned out that no, way. No, that just true. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I always like Casey. I liked him coming out of the draft. Yeah. I think he gets too much unnecessary. I mean, y'all are only paying him $8 mil a year. Relax. <laughs> yeah. I know. Let the I man know. live. <laughs> this guy's trying his best out don't there. Don't call right? him KCP. It's Tanner, bro. Kentavious Tanner called Oh, Lopo. my goodness. This is like... <laughs> Like it's like he's like he's like a younger Danny Green, you know, but also he's, a little bit worse. He's way worse than That's Danny true. Green. Danny Green got up last night, eh? Yeah, oh yeah, wow. oh yeah. That was nice. And and also the other thing about Braun is it just seems like his athleticism hasn't stopped. Yeah, like no, he's ridiculous. just as good athletically. But also, that dunk on Belicia. Yeah. Re- like relax. Okay, he, stop he, this. He, no, 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 no. He needs to calm. No, no. He needs to calm. No, no it was a nice dunk. <laughs> no, but LeBron needs to calm down. Yeah, he posted it like four times. And he's he? like, "Oh, if I wanted to put him in a body bag, I would have." And all this, I'm like, "Bro, you just, you just didn't hit him that hard. Like, you just missed the angle. That's yeah. all." Like, also, like he just. Also, Belich is just a solid guy. Like, so, sorry, <laughs> he's, he's a the, big dude. He's yeah. just a solid guy. Like, you have to come a little harder than that yeah. to, to like to knock Belich down. Uh, I'm glad you actually brought up Belitza because he plays on the Sacramento Kings. Yes. Kings beat the Celtics oh, how are we last here? night. How are we get- oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, we took- wow. They snapped the streak. There you go. No, I was wondering before you, like, where this like, path you were taking me down was going to be. My mind works in mysterious ways. I know. Ways. I was like, wait. Okay. So, no. Nemanja Belitza plays on the Kings and the Kings. Okay. Now, they beat right. the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So, yeah. They beat the without Celtics. Without De'Aaron Fox. Without De'Aaron Fox. And, and without Marvin Bagley. And Marvin Bagley. Um, two of their best players. Mm-hmm. And they somehow still pulled out a win. Celtics almost came back they and did. kind of have won it but that little rim out yeah. and a lot of Raptors fans were jumping on Celtics fans because it's like uh, <laughs> I can't I can't have a uh, a game winner rim out can't relate or whatever oh, you know different God. different, different oh, tweets like that in that variation <sighs> at times I kind of hate Raptors fans for doing that type of stuff but I, on the other side I love it because it's just like I hate the Celtics. I think so. at, I think at some point we have to do like our like least favorite NBA fan bases, like our top our top five or bottom five, I guess. Oh man, least favorite for me. At the like the Celtics and Lakers are gonna be in there for sure. Yeah, the Raptors the Raptors fans are gonna be in there for sure. Okay. Even though I used to be one, <laughs> I've grown. I think I think the only fan base I, I really hate is Celtics. That's other than true. that, I can't think of any that I like. I'm trying to think of other ones, glaringly. Because like. that's the thing I like the Raptors as a team and as an organization. Clippers don't have a fan base to hate. Yikes! Wow. <laughs> Took Wait, a big, seen, sh- a big bro, shot. There were more Raptors fans in the Raptors game than there were Clippers fans. That's well, Raptors fans do travel well, though. So yeah, that's pretty they good. do. That, they like, do. They're, I should say they like, are the best traveling online team. Raptors fans are the worst. Like online Twitter Raptors fans yeah. are the worst. Like all the like, it's cool to see them travel and all that. That's really fun and like. It's also they're, they're kind of a fraternity Raptors fans. I don't know how we but got into also, this conversation. But they're also so like. But they're also so. I don't, not hot and cold. I bet I'll, I'll use hot and cold. And that, like, when Raptors are doing really well, they're like, oh, we're the best team in the NBA. And like, then, like, oh, get at us and all this. And then when they're not doing well, it's like, oh, we're the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Nobody hates this team more than we do. Sell it we told all. you, We told you guys this team was bad. Burn everyone, it all. Everyone's sitting here like, wait. Like two, <laughs> like, two days ago, you were telling us how great Pascal Siakam was. Now you're telling me he's just, like, a he's like a poor man's... <laughs> a very poor man's, like, I don't know, Jonathan Isaac? Like, what th- the hell? I think uh, excuses start to flow very quickly for Raptors fans yeah, if they lose. Yeah, they try to, like, they try to like cover their bases really quickly. 
Um, back to the Celtics. Back to the Celtics. Sorry, <laughs> the, they they lost to the Kings. They yeah. snapped that ten game win streak. Um, they have been one of the pleasant surprises in the NBA, mm -hmm. where the team hasn't changed much other than Horford and Kyrie. But yeah. then you slot in uh, now Daniel Tice and Kemba, and now Ennis Cantor is back in the lineup as well. Uh, it seems just the removal. It's kind of like addition by subtraction type of thing. Just the removal of Kyrie's energy has mm -hmm. infused this team to work better, play better. Kemba seems to be a lot more unselfish than he was in his Charlotte days, and it makes sense because he has more talented players now. Marcus Smart is has been, I think, one of the best leaders in the NBA, to yeah. say the least. He's He's been very vocal. I, I've noticed that in a couple of Celtics games. Um, and they have one of the only losses on the Raptors. Mm -hmm. It. it and on the Bucks. And on the Bucks. I I got to say does this Celtics team have finals potential? Because we we do have the top dogs in the East. We mm -hmm. know that. But can this Celtics team be involved in that conversation? I guess in the, like they're kind of what I talked about with the Raptors last week mm -hmm. where I said it might be a little still a little too early for me to like put them in the conversation with Philadelphia and You think they're Milwaukee. still looking for one guy? Who the Celtics? Yeah. I think because they have picks to trade, they have. Well, yeah, sure, they, they sure do. But Danny Ainge just is. I think I think Danny Ainge is still holding out hope that he yeah. might get Anthony Davis. You know, maybe <laughs> just maybe he might get Anthony Davis. So got to hoard. You know, the they picks. have another top five spot next year. Of course, right? yeah, of course they do. They, they just hoard the picks forever and never That's actually unreal. do anything with them. Yeah. Um. No, I I'm, I'm not quite yet. Maybe they need one more guy, but they're also missing Gordon Hayward now. True. Jalen Brown has played really, really well. Very well. I, yeah. I was me and uh, a mutual friend of ours, mm -hmm. Ozib, were big on the Jalen Brown train. I think he was a little bit more on it than I was. He's definitely more on it too. I like Jalen Brown. I man. love Jalen Brown. I, I, I like Jalen Brown a lot. I think he's a very, very good defender, mm -hmm. and that helps above anything when your offense isn't working yeah. as much. It, you can still be a productive player. Exactly. I, I, I liked him more than Jason Tatum, even when Tatum had his big rookie season. Mm -hmm. I still thought I was. I still thought Jalen Brown had the potential to be a little bit better, mm -hmm. and we're seeing them both flourish right now but I, I i really like the step that jalen brown has taken this year but no I, I can't say they're really in the top tier with milwaukee and philadelphia just yet even though philadelphia has looked pretty bad yeah these last couple weeks after we we're talking about how good they look to begin the season how unstoppable they looked now they're looking kind of mortal i know that's with joel Embiid missing some time and things of that nature but i i'm not quite there with the celtics or the raptors yet i'm more inclined to be believe in the raptors because of how they've played with Without Lowry and without Ibaka now, but and I want to see if some of the steps that the Celtics younger players have taken is for real. I think that's something you just have to see with time going into December now. You'll get to see with more games. You have to see if these things are legit, and when they start playing a harder schedule, because my lord, they need to play some better teams. I have an interesting stat about Jason Tatum as well. Um, his free throw attempts mm -hmm. have jumped from two. Last year, mm -hmm. he only shot two free throw attempts last year, which is, by the way, wild. Like per just game, to think right? Of. Yeah, two okay, per game. Just, it would be um, really funny if he just took two free throws the entire year. <laughs> no, uh, now he takes five. Oh, wow, okay. Which is, like, it's not that crazy no, that, of a that, jump. No, that's still, that's three extra points you could be earning. It just, just to consider, like, how much more aggressive he's being this yeah. season than he was last season. So yeah. I think that's helping his game a lot more yeah. than it was with well, the Kobe mid-range, right? He more than he, than yeah. he did with um, Kyrie last year. Right. With with I mean the Celtics in general, man. Like I, I agree with you. I don't see them as the top dogs in the East to to contend. I truly think it's Milwaukee's games to lose. Mm -hmm. Like with the way Philly's playing right now, they seem like they really need to figure something out offensively because it's just not working. 
Yeah. Like what they thought was gonna happen coming into the season has not been the case. They can't find any offense, especially when Embiid isn't playing well, especially when Simmons isn't playing well, and they have to resort to Richardson. And Richardson, my God, if you watched him on Miami <laughs> before, he's not a like crazy offensive player. No. He was the offensive player in Miami out of necessity, not yeah. because they need they wanted him to. So I don't think that he's the answer. I think I think this might be a, a trade option team, Brad. I, I don't know. Well, the Sixers, Philly? yeah. Like, they have assets, right? They have some young talent in yeah. Thibault and yeah. Zaire Smith. I don't, that they I, don't, can... I don't know if you move Matisse Thibault, though. I know. His defense is ridiculous. But if you're looking at it like a win-now scenario with Simmons and Embiid, yeah. I, I We, we don't need to win now with Simmons and Embiid. They're still young. Yeah. I just You're I, more looking to win now because you have Horford. Yeah. And well, to, uh, Toby's there for a little while. Tobias Harris is there for a little while. Also, Tobias Harris hasn't paid off for them. No, he has not. <laughs> right? Well, I feel like we get get into this Philly conversation a lot yeah. every week, and it's because I, I think we both agree on this. We see tons of potential with this mm-hmm. team, but we haven't seen it come to fruition. Yeah. Um, that's an issue, man. That's yeah. a big issue. I, I, and we talked about this before the season, that if Tobias Harris was going to have to step up and become the perimeter scorer that they're going to would have to pick up the slack yeah. when Jimmy Butler left, they were going to be in trouble. Right. And that was dependent on if Ben Simmons could develop a better offensive game. And that hasn't. And he has not. That yeah. does not happen. Remember before the season? Yeah. Oh, he's shooting threes. and Chucking and him. He's th- shooting some threes and, you know, all these workout videos and everything. <laughs> oh, great. That's Where why is you, that going? This is why you don't believe workout videos. Yeah. That's why I said show it in the regular the season. Yeah. Then you hit one in the preseason. Like, oh, look, it's happening. It's going to happen. Hit one in the preseason. I don't care. Do it when the games actually. Has matter. he even attempted one? He t- no, he did one the other day, and it was a half court shot. Ah, uh, okay. that's why. All right. Like this team, it, it's so frustrating. Ben, like Ben Simmons, is so frustrating to me because I think it's mostly the people who support him. And, Be- and, and, and I'm not, I'm not mean you in particular. Is it like Raptors fans? No. Is it kind of like Raptors no, fans? No, it's just like they keep telling me that these things are going to happen. Show me these things. I, I, with Giannis, I never said he was going to start shooting better. Right. I said he could start shooting better. He's taking them, so that's at least encouraging. Right. But it's but it's been oh no he's 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 gonna he can take them. He just doesn't want to. What do you mean he doesn't want to? He doesn't want to get better. <laughs> why isn't he doing it in games? If he can do it in workout, why can't he do it in a game? Because he's not a good shooter. He right. admitted that. He right. knows he's not a good shooter. So what? Pack it up and go home. No, but I mean like just show me something. Right. Like he has to like. This team, to me, isn't going to win a championship unless Ben Simmons gets better offensively. Yes, I agree. I 100% agree with that. I have a tough time believing this team can like beat the Bucks in the playoffs if they don't I have, have a, a tough good time. perimeter score. I genuinely have a tough time thinking they'll beat the Celtics or Raptors in the playoffs. At this point right now, yeah. Well, I mean, the you, way that they're playing yeah. now, right? If they turn out and they and turn things around. And really around. well from three. Yeah. That's really great. He's attempting that's five amazing. a game, though. Yeah, and that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And he's shooting over 40% on them. I would prefer for him not to be one of their top three-point shooters, though. No, but it's very encouraging. It's encouraging that at least one of the two guys you're building a franchise around is doing something productive from the outside. That's my biggest knock on Embiid was he couldn't shoot. You know what the funny thing about um, the the Sixers' three-point stats in general? Mm. Horford leads them in three-point attempts. (laughs) Attempts? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I think think he's at like eight attempts a game. Because you think about it, like, who on this team is really a shooter? No one. No There's one. There's really no one on that team that's like, oh, I can bank on this guy to hit a three-point exactly. shot Exactly. Like, like not, you, don't have a, you don't even have a Danny Green on your yeah. team where you're like, you do literally nothing but shoot threes. I bet right now they're missing J.J. Redick more than oh, anything. Oh, sure they are. They could really use him instead of Josh Richardson. Yeah. Good job. You got Josh Richardson. You got another defensive do? What's guy. Do? What are you gonna, what's he going to do for you? Yeah. Like, the hope was that, like, he would take on a smaller offensive load 
was going to make him a little bit better, make him a little bit more productive, and it hasn't. If they because knew they that still need Fibel, a scorer. okay, if they knew that Fibel was going to be the defensive dude, oh god, yeah, then maybe true. they wouldn't have went for Richardson, right? Maybe, maybe instead of getting Richardson from the Heat, they would got like I don't know Wayne Ellington. <laughs> <or> <laughs> oh something. god, yeah. make it Wayne. I don't want to make it sound like I just like I'm hate. I hate this. I hate the 76ers. I, I like the talent they have. They have so much talent. I'm just frustrated by how much people believe in them because right. of this talent when they've done actually nothing right. to show that they're a legitimate contender. And two, I, I, that's really just that actually. Just that one reason is they haven't really <laughs> done anything. And I, 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 I refuse to believe that this team can be a true contender until they actually do something. You know what? I'm taking them out of the, t- the contenders. Of the it's contenders. Just the Bucks. It's just the Bucks. They've done nothing too. Come on, put the Raptors up there. They've done nothing there. as well. Put the Raptors All right, up fine. there. fine. The Raptors can be up there. Raptors it's, it's, and ra- Bucks. it's Raptors and Bucks now. <laughs> Raptors and Bucks, <laughs> one, you. two in the East. There you go. What, what I, are the Sixers now? Seven and five, eight and five? Seven and six. Oh, I know. Seven, seven and five, I think. Seven oh, God. Um, yeah, you're right. There, There's areas of concerns pretty much with the Sixers. Even with the Celtics a little bit, there are some areas of concern. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about them earlier. Pretty much every team in the East, a, a lot of the things have to go perfectly for them to make it to the NBA Finals. Yeah. I think the team that has to least worry about all that is the Bucks. Like they mm-hmm. they they have Giannis, they have um, the coach. Bledsoe, they have a great coach, Middleton. Middleton, although he's hurt, well, he's like you hope he's going to be back, yeah. right? I just um, I think they have the least area of concern yeah. when it comes to the East teams. Every other East team has some kind of like mm. negative area where you can pinpoint them on. Speaking of someone where you can pinpoint a negative area on, mm. Carmelo Anthony oh, is there are a lot of negative areas yeah, tons of negative areas. He is going to be making his 2019-2020 NBA <laughs> debut uh, with the Portland Trailblazers on Congratulations, Tuesday. Congratulations, Trailblazers fans! Taking you on the didn't Pelicans. Get- Kevin Love, you got, <laughs> you got Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. Congratulations, a man uh, who somehow. I still think they should go for Kevin Love. Of course, of course they should. <laughs> I... They should also have Carmelo Anthony now, which I guess good for you guys. You know, I don't know any like off the top of my head usage stats, but if I were to bet on it, I could bet that the usage stats between Melo, Lillard, and McCollum are pretty much around the same for, what, their, for career. their career. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I was gonna say like this. Melo's season, probably I'm a little like, bit oh, higher. Lord. Do you think Melo comes off the bench? Like, do you think he accepts? I think, I think he, at this point he has to. I think he's. I think he resigned that he's coming off the bench. Right? Yeah. Like he knows that. Yeah, I think the whole missing a year and everybody coming on social media saying, "Hey, man, we need you. We need you." <laughs> I think that starts to give you the understanding that yeah i'm not going to be starting on an nba team unless it's like the charlotte hornets but even then i don't think they would start him because pj washington my guy well Uh, well, no they have no incentive to start him because they're trying to like for the future um i want to see what's the who's portland starting lineup in the last oh boy they could so that yeah they easily could start him yeah because what mario hazonia like are you gonna put mario nazir little played 32 minutes in the last game yeah he only had five points eight boards uh. <laughs> you could play him. <laughs> Blazers fans get a little worried. I mean, in, in all in all seriousness, I think the main area of concern with Melo may not be offensively. I I think out of all things Melo brings to the table, I think you defense. can trust offense. It's the defense. Yeah. It's exactly that. Like, is he? First of all, are you even going to try on defense? Because at least effort gets yeah. you fifty percent there. Yeah. Right. Having the skill itself of playing actual yeah. defense, I can be okay with. I understand yeah. that you're not the greatest natural defender. It's like with James Harden. Like, yeah. like I, I understand, bro, you, you don't have all the skills and whis- bells and whistles to be a good defender in the mm-hmm. NBA. But as long as you try, I'm okay with that. And I think that's what people want out of Melo as well. And Harden, at least, at the very least, has a skill that he's good at defensively. He, you can, If someone tries to post him up, 
He's a great post defender because yeah. he's just a, he's just a thick body, mm-hmm. and he's just a, he's like Kyle Lowry but a little bit bigger, and then yeah. he's just a fire hydrant. He just sits there and is a fridge in the lane. I like that fire hydrant. But Melo has the body type for that. I don't understand. I don't know if he has the willingness to do that. Right. And are are we sure? Does he? He's okay with playing power forward now, right? I think that's the because that's, that's where the he's assumption. Play with them. yeah, that's the assumption. Because they have he'll, pr- he'll probably play some minutes at three. Yeah, like it maybe they, they have a, they have a hole there at, at, yeah. both, at both forward spots. I mean, if you can play power forward for this team and give them, I don't know, like 10 points, 10, 12 points a night, yeah. but give them just some effort on defense because that's essentially what they need. The other theory is uh, maybe they sign Melo because they are getting a Kevin Love or, you know, another big like Danilo Gallinari that can help mm-hmm. them out because now they're going to have to clear that bench, trade all of their bench players like Nazir Little, yeah. Mario Hazonia, even probably Anthony Simons. Yeah. Um, for a guy like Kevin Love, and mm-hmm. and I think there's a potential for that, and yeah. maybe that's why they brought Melo in. If I'm the Blazers, I've seen Simons play a lot this year. He is good. Yeah. Like, he is very, very, very good. He's I could see well. if, if McCollum starts to dip a little bit. I doubt Dame will in, in, in his late years, but I think maybe if McCollum starts to dip, then you see Simons slide into that role, mm-hmm. and then... McCollum seems to be a trade partner, right? Like a person yeah. that you could package off. I don't know if that's necessarily what the Blazers are thinking. I have right. no idea what the Blazers are thinking. Mm-hmm. But they're at that point where the Raptors were two years ago or even last year where it's like, okay, you've done all you can with this team. Yeah. This is the max potential was that Western Conference trip that you had. Yeah. At some point, you have to figure out, okay, what are we going to do to change it and what are we going to do to try to get better? Yeah. They haven't done that. They signed Melo, man. They signed Melo. <laughs> they, I don't know, they traded for Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. Or, well, they, no, they traded for Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and before that, Yusuf yeah, Nurkic. Yusuf yeah, Nurkic yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah, they just kind of really just kept this group entirely the same. They just kind of switched out the rotation players, mm-hmm. hopefully that, hoping that they would kind of do something for yeah. Lillard and McCollum and that, like, the, if they got the right mix around them. And they just really never have. And I think that's a product of what I was, I think that's a product of one of the things I said before was that it's hard to win the NBA with, your point guard is your best player. Yep. Unless you're like Steph Curry. And he, unfortunately, Damian Lillard, as much as I love the guy, is not Steph Curry. No, no, he's not. I mean, I, I love him too, but five and eight. They're five and eight to start the season, yeah, especially tough. in a Western conference, yeah. man. That like with Lillard playing out of his mind. Yeah, you can't start slow. You yeah. can't like Especially I, in the West. I've said this so many times on this podcast, especially in the West, you can't afford to give up a couple games. Yeah. Um and I think that's why Dallas, when they dropped those two games against the Knicks, that's why they came out against the Raptors and played so well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing. But I, I think it's also a little different. Just, I, I agree that you shouldn't be dropping. You can't like start slow in the West. But you've seen now with the Kings. Mm-hmm. The Kings started a little bit slower. slower, But now they're 5-7 and seven in a game and a half out of the playoff spot. Right. But there's a different situation there. The Kings are looking to get into the playoff. They just want to get in. Right. The Blazers have aspirations of trying to go to the win. finals. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can't if you want to start if you want to win a championship in the West, you can't have a start like this. And I think this right. shows why everyone was so skeptical on the Blazers start the year and why Blazers fans Blazers fans were all over everyone. Like, oh, we went to the Western Conference Finals. The, where, like, why the disrespect? What's all the disrespect? That's also a kind of uh, like I I kind I don't even f- think they're an annoying fan base. I just they're, feel bad for their so fan base. Ra- they're so much like the Raptors. Yeah, it's, they are. It's very funny. They're Raptors West. It's really funny. Yeah. Because their fan base always thinks people are disrespecting them. Mm-hmm. They've kept the same group around for a long time, yeah. and they never really changed it. They're very much like the they have red and black like the Raptors too. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, everything yeah. is the same about this team. Their primary shooting guard is a, 
annoying mid-range player, it's great. Yeah. Except McCollum's way more. I didn't know this, but efficient. Oregon has no uh, income tax. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm sure would like that here in Toronto, wouldn't yeah, we? Dame would. <laughs> Dame is probably racking in. Yeah, the exactly. Line. He's gonna stay there. That's why he wants to stay there forever. Uh, moving from one guy who has missed the entire season because he wasn't getting signed to one guy who is missing the what or, or at least had started the. Missed the start of the season because of injury. Paul George. Sorry, that was I, I stumbled These over that. Transitions. I'm trying here. Right? You know, my segue game needs to improve. <laughs> um, but Paul George is back in the NBA, and boy, is he back! Yeah, he had a great one. He, he, he was playing he had, well. He had two great yeah. games, and not only were they like just dominant outings, he did it in not a lot of minutes. No, like which is the craziest part about this. Um, he had 37 points against the Hawks, and that was in the Hawks are bad. 20 minutes. He scored 37 points in 20 yeah. freaking minutes. And he added four rebounds, three assists. He had a couple steals and a block as well. And then the night before that, I think it was, or actually two nights before that, they were facing the Pelicans. And again, that same night. Go ahead. 33 points, nine boards, four assists. In 24 board. minutes. Five fouls. Got to stop doing that, Paul George. Yeah. He was a little excited to be back. Yeah, probably. 24 minutes and 20 minutes. He did lose that game, though. He did. They did lose against the Pelicans. I watched that game. It was mostly Drew Holiday and how he was just going bananas <laughs> at the end of the game. Um, dude, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to play together. Yeah, that's wild. And There's not much the NBA can do about it. Really, there is not much you can do about it. One MVP candidate on another hand, and then you have another MVP candidate on another hand. Then, uh, Not to mention the fact that either one of them at any point in the season could try to win a Defensive Player of the Year award. And then you also have just this guy off the bench who just can give you like 20 points in five minutes somehow. Yeah, and then you have Montrezl Harrell, who's energy. Patrick Beverly, who's energy. Ivica Zubac. Is, 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 that, is, is that how you say his name? Sure. Okay. He's a body. He, he's a body, and he can <laughs> he can use his body very well. Um, Mo Harkless, solid defender. I, I'm I'm scared of this Clippers team. I, I, I can't I can't deny it. I can't deny it. I don't care what the record says. They're the best team in the NBA until proven otherwise. They'll figure it out. Are I think. Play- um, are they out of the playoffs? Oh, they're at sixth. They're sixth. Yeah. Yikes. I think the big issue here is how are Kawhi and Paul George going to work? Yeah. They're two very isolation heavy players. Yeah. Uh, Paul George can be a unselfish player at mm-hmm. times, and he can he can run an offense. Kawhi hasn't necessarily showed that as much, although he's showed it this season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a, a career high assist numbers yeah. so far. I I just I don't know how they're gonna work. I think they're gonna figure it out at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue, but yeah. I think that's probably an area of concern for them. I think we've seen the Rockets have success with two isolation heavy players. Yeah, with, when it was CP and. Um, James Harden and now, old, West, now Westbrook, yeah. they're, they're, they've been fantastic, the Rockets, yeah. this, so far this year. After starting a little slowly, they've won, I think, seven games in a row now. They've mm-hmm. been really impressive. Well, that well, James Harden has just been... I was... I, I, okay, there are six, seven, um, 40, no, like 38 and above uh, point per game averages for an entire season. Mm-hmm. Six of them... Are Will Chamberlain. One of them is Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The one that's Michael Jordan, I think, is thirty-eight point five or something. Right. James Harden has a chance to beat that this year. That's crazy. Which, anytime you get put in a conversation with yeah. Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain, you're doing something right. You got to start talking about him as one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people get frustrated with the way he scores. It's it's hard to watch Rockets games. I love watching. I love watching him play. 
it's just it's just the fact that he dribbles it down to the last second of the yeah. shot clock. If it was at the first ten seconds of the shot clock, yeah. I could appreciate it. That's fair. Because it's like seven seconds or less basketball. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that he literally dribble, 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 like Charles Barkley yeah, says, yeah. and he finds a shot. It, yeah. He hits it, yeah. and that's why he's an amazing player. Yeah. It's just that it's tough to watch that for forty eight minutes. Which is kind of funny though, because like everyone's so enamored. Everyone was so enamored with Kobe and how he played ISO, and he right. would just he'd back a guy down, then turn him around and whatever. Right. And he like Harden's basically doing the same thing. I think people like it's just weird that like people are picking choosing when it's fun to play isolation basketball and when it's not. Yeah, that's fair. Like it, like it's. I like watching James Harden play, and but I didn't like watching Kobe play. So I think it's right. just interesting. I just I think it's just stylistically. Yeah. And yeah, also people yeah, like personal biases and whatever. Anyways, the Rockets have been really good, and the Clippers are the best team in the NBA <laughs> because I don't know how you stop Paul George and Kawhi Leonard when Paul George is playing like he has so far. I agree with you, man. Um, in other news in the NBA, I'm not going to segue this one. There was such an easy segue there. What? How? So bad that's just coming back from an injury. Okay. To a guy that, is looking to also come back. From okay, an all right. I guess I see Markel Fultz. There you go. Thank you for segueing us into that. Uh, Markel. Big night recently. Last yeah, night. huge night. He actually hit the game winner as well. Yeah. Um, the it dunk? seems like yeah. Yeah. It seems like things are turning around for him, and I could not be more happy for the guy. Yeah, of course. Because of just like how much shit he's gotten throughout his career, and it's been such a short career. People tend to forget that like these guys are. 20, 21, yeah. 19 years old coming into an NBA, like a professional sport yeah. um, where 20,000 people are watching them every night. Mm-hmm. Everybody's asking them questions. Journalists are constantly asking them for interviews. People tend to forget all of those things mm-hmm. and how that may be getting to a psyche of a player. I think in Orlando, where there's maybe not as much media attention, not as much journalists haggling him, not mm-hmm. as much people talking about his jump shot, where he's found comfortability and and the great thing about this is the magic needed a point guard and yeah. they may have found him hopefully i mean you hope so right like i yeah i just I, it's nice to see that he's at least like playing nba games he started eight games so far this year out of the 13 so it's good that he's getting the opportunity to play and i think this was kind of the perfect team for him to get that opportunity because like you said they're out of the way no one's really paying attention to the magic yeah and he kind of just gets a chance to kind of get his career back in track. I don't think he's ever going to be the superstar number one overall pick that he was taken at. I think that's a shame because of the injuries. But it's at least nice to see that he's, you know, back and playing basketball. something that he'd love to do. He had 19-3-2 against the Wizards last night. Um, he's had a couple games with 13 points. Uh, not very good on the assist front. I thought he would doing he would be doing a little bit better, which is kind of surprising. Well, but he defensively, the Magic are terrible offensively, so that's also fair. <laughs> um, he's got to steal every game, so d- the defense is not that bad as well. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like there's something building there, yeah, right? Exactly. That's the, that's the most we can ask for at this point, just with Fultz in general, exactly. especially with what he's been through with in Philly. And uh, hey, you know you know who misses him. Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Another chance for me to rip on Philly. This is fantastic. You know, who they, you know who Philly lost to? Yeah. The Orlando Magic. Yeah. Oh, but Embiid wasn't playing. <laughs> if you're an NBA championship caliber team, and you, you don't, don't need Joel Embiid to yeah. beat the Orlando Magic when care. they can when they can't score like 80 points yeah, in a right, game. Yeah. You're right. Like this it's so it's so annoying. I know. I know. Play better. Just play Do better. better. Step up, man. How long is this process going to take? Like, this is Jesus. this is like a Windows 95 process. I thought this was going to be the year that they were going to be like, okay, we're going to take the right, we're going to go really hard in regular season and like win first seed in the East and 
But then, like, they were going to have, like, the Bucks year last year or yeah. the Raptors year the year before that. I mean, it could still happen. We're it still early could, in the season. still, I yeah. guess. But, my Lord, they have to start playing better. Yeah, I, I remember we both predicted this where it's like we could see Philly having the, oh, we're going to go all out in the yeah. regular season because we had this heartbreaking loss yeah. type season. Yeah. And it hasn't turned out that way Not so yet. far. I don't know if it's Embiid with nagging injuries, which, by the way, it. It's coming to bite them in the back again. <laughs> a lot of, I don't know why you want to build your franchise around a guy like that, but sure, I believe you. Do what you want. I'm not. T- <laughs> I think that you're you're skeptical about Embiid. I'm skeptical skeptical about Simmons. I'm I'm skeptical about both. I just yeah. think that like if you're basing your whole franchise and like your the longevity longevity of pretty much your team as it's currently constructed on Embiid. Yeah. That's not a good recipe That's fair. because he could be derailed with injuries and and a Greg Oden type player in yeah. like two three years. You never know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Right. He has the cal the, the potential to be an MVP type player, mm-hmm. but who knows, right? Who freaking knows, Bradshaw? <laughs> um, let's let's do heat check. So heat check, as as you guys may know, is our favorite segment when it comes to giving people that award for shooting their shot, for going for it, really doing the little things. Yeah. So let's see. Who it is? Here we go. Green light. Green light. I said green light. Heat check. LeBron. It's hot. He's as hot as a blowtorch. Lord, heat check. Oh! <laughs> it's not fair. He's heating up. He's on fire. Here's a heat check. All right, Brad. Who's your pick? I think we mentioned it already, but. Danny Green. Danny Green My with the God. dunk. Yeah, that was nice. Where'd man. the hops come from? Did you see the celebration he did with JaVale after? No, I didn't. Oh, I gotta show you that after. I gotta see that. No, I just I was just love the dunk. I was just so mesmerized that this guy got up for a put back yeah. dunk. Oh yeah. In twenty nineteen. He actually does have some kind of vertical. Do you remember when him and Kawhi went up for the block against yeah, Jason yeah. Tatum? Oh no, I know he kinda he, does. I, it's just no, like, I just I feel like people forget he might have like small bunnies. It's just how but it's just also like how slow he moves on the court and everything. Yeah, yeah, you kind of yeah, just yeah. like, oh, this guy's... <laughs> he's he's just taking ancient threes. Man, yeah, he's yeah. taking threes. He's never driving <laughs> to the hoop, so yeah. you don't really worry about it. But he got up. My guy, my heat check dude, gotta be KCP. Just the fact that like people found out about the burner account, like, dude, Tanner, get your shit together, <laughs> <Tanner>. bro. <laughs> That's the whitest name. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I, I think the funniest part about the whole KCP thing is how Lakers fans are reacting to it. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, as always, like Lakers fans do, they're just over exaggerating pretty Did much everything that's deleted? happening. His account, I don't know, I, I gotta go check that out. 10 at 189 something, whatever. <laughs> but it's a burner account, it has the egg on it too. Oh, like, okay. no one, and all he does, literally every tweet in his arsenal is about KCP. Okay, so yeah, it's obvious. Like, <laughs> it's this is clearly clear him. Day, yeah. yeah, right? So, like, we're not crazy to think it's no, KCP. Absolutely not. Okay. People got to get better at making burner accounts. I yeah, can do I agree. This for you guys, no problem. Like, mine would be like if you guys ever think uh, there's a cookie account, uh, uh, a burner account for me, it will start with cookie. Cookie? Yeah. All It'll right. start with cookie. At some point in time, it will start with cookie. <laughs> I guarantee you, someone's probably going to try to make a burner account yeah. later on in my life and ma- <laughs> name it cookie and try to frame me for all that type of yeah, shit. But it'll we'll just see. be like you're de- you defending your own takes in the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I do think Ben Simmons <laughs> is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Philly fans, get your stuff together, man. Philly yeah. fans are gonna come for me, bro. Yeah, oh my I know. God. I know. I'm gonna. You know what? After this, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna chop up your little rant that you did and post it on our Instagram. And I like that. See what Philly fans think. Oh so no, it'll I'm be fun. Die. It'll be lots of fun. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. As always, follow us on 
at the Shoot Your Shot Pod. We also have a Twitter, so if you guys want to follow that as well, uh, we don't really do much activity on We're there. I kind of start getting on there. More. I kind of just retweet my own tweets. For <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, I'm like shamelessly plugging myself on there. <laughs> Um, so as always, follow us on those specific things and, and you can listen to the Spotify, uh, podcast pretty much anywhere. Uh, I don't know why I said Spotify podcast, Spotify. If you want to pick us up, if you want to pick us up, Spotify, give us a studio. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) Um, instead of these beautiful college of sports media studios that we're dealing with right now, which, uh, shout out to shout out to our school for that. But anyways, (laughs) as always like comment, subscribe, do your thing and have a nice day. Ben Simmons is bad. (laughs) Hey, <laughs>